Okay, if you feel comfortable, I just want you to close your eyes for a second. And just to imagine in your mind the entire universe. So for context, if this means anything to you, the universe is something like 93, the observable universe is 93 billion light years in diameter. I don't know what that means, but it's really, really big. Okay? And in the whole universe that we know of, there are at least a few hundred billion galaxies. Galaxies, I think, are those swirly-looking kind of octopus things made of stars that you see sometimes on posters. Those huge, there's hundreds of billions of them. The universe is just packed. And in every one of those universes, or, or galaxies, including ours, the Milky Way, there's something like two or three hundred billion stars. Just all in that arrangement, however they're spinning, with gravity and all these forces. And, and then in that galaxy of two or three hundred billion stars, see if you can just find the sun, our sun, among the literally hundreds of billions of other suns. Find our little sun. Okay, are you there? And then our little solar system, the stuff that's spinning around that sun. You'll see four gigantic planets that are humongous, gas giants, and then these tiny little pebbles, these four little pebbles closer to the sun, the four inner planets made of rock. And the third one from the sun, the little blue one, that's our planet, Earth. Okay, and then as you zoom in a little bit closer, you see the blue is mixed in with some brown and green, and there's like little bits of land on this blue planet that's mostly just water. And you see North America. You can tell it's the one that has Florida sticking out the bottom. Okay, zooming in, there's this big group of lakes in the middle of it. There's Lake Michigan, the long one in that corner. You zoom in, the corner of that lake, there's a little bit of like grid stuff. Okay, we're on Google Earth now, <laughs> in our mind. And there's, okay, there's a city there. And then you zoom in and you're like, okay, right next to the lake, in this one spot, it's like really built up. And just to the left of it, there's this highway. And then just to the left of that, there's this university. And maybe you can find Newman. And then this chapel. And then you're in the chapel. And you're in your seat. And in your whole little world. Like, how small. And the person next to you has a whole world inside them. And they have a whole imagination the whole universe in their mind. Okay, open your eyes. The Book of Wisdom says, Before the Lord, the whole universe is as a grain from a balance or a drop of morning dew. That whole universe, the 93 billion light years, that's like just a little grain of sand to God. And how small are we in this vast universe that to him is just this tiny speck. But the gospel is that the God who made all of that, the God who is infinite, who stands above it all and sees how small it is and how small you are, that he's here in this chapel. Like he can zoom in very easily on this space and he's in this place. But even more importantly, like he's right in front of you, knocking on the door of your house, of your soul of your heart. And he wants you to let him in.
Like he sees you in that seat and all that's going on in your world. And he wants to be in it. He wants to be a part of it. You matter to him. At communion, right before we receive communion, we say this line that the centurion said, Lord, I'm not worried that you should enter under my roof. But only say the word and my soul shall be healed. And then we receive Jesus into the house of our souls, our bodies. We receive communion, this gift that God has come and sought us out and come and entered into our lives, our worlds, our houses, our homes. But I don't know about you, but sometimes I, like Jesus comes into my house, but he's, I make him stay in the, on the porch, <laughs> you know? Like he doesn't come all the way in. And I've got something going on in the house. Maybe I think I left the oven on or like I'm having people over. I'm trying to get ready or they're already over and we're like in the middle of watching a movie. But I'm like out here talking. I'm supposed to talk to Jesus now because he's like he wants to be in my house. So I, I go out there and I, I talk to him about what I think he wants to talk about. But he's like, can I come in and watch the movie? <laughs> you know, or like, oh, are you cooking something? Can I come in and join you? Or maybe my house is just a total mess. There's parts of my house that are just like a total mess and nobody's coming in there, especially Jesus until I have some time to take care of that. But for some reason, I just don't ever take care of it. My house is a mess and I can't bring myself to put it in order. And so, Jesus, cool, you come here every week. And I, I, I'm here, you're here, and I invite you in. Lord, I'm not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed and get a little bit of healing. Maybe he gets a little bit closer or like at least I checked my box and I had my conversation with Jesus. And, but my house, my world... What's actually going on, he's still knocking. He's still waiting to get let in. And I think if this has ever happened to you when you're praying or you're trying to read the, the Bible or, or concentrate on spiritual things or even just pay attention to what I'm saying right now, you've got stuff going on and it's like hard. You're distracted by other stuff. And you think like, I've got to stop thinking about that stuff. I've got to stop feeling that way about that. I'm not supposed to feel that way, so I need to feel like really holy and really calm and peaceful because that's what you're supposed to do when you're a Christian. And I've got Jesus in me now, and why am I still mad? Why am I still sad? Why is stuff still not in order? But maybe that's this unprocessed stuff. That's what Jesus actually wants to talk about. And we're out on the porch talking about, like, theology with him. What we think he wants to talk about. Last night, I was coming home from Mundelein. I had dinner with some priests up there. And this is the first time it's ever happened to me. I came on a car accident, like, right after it happened on the tollway on 94 up in Lake County. And it was, like, a split-second decision. Like, whoa, do I stop? Because, like, the car's still steaming. You know, there's one, there's one car spun out in the middle of the road. And, like, we, the traffic just stopped all of a sudden and inched past it. And there's... Like, I can see other people have stopped, and they're, like, trying to open one of the doors of the car that got crunched on the side. And so I was like, okay, I'll stop and just see what's up. And I'm a priest, so maybe there's somebody dying. I don't know. I, so I just stopped, and um, there was a girl in, like, a little car who had spun out, and she was still in the middle, and she's like, I'm fine. Go take care of them. And the, there was a family in this other car that was much more damaged, and the uh, grandfather in the back had blood on his head, and he'd, he'd been cut, but everybody was okay. Um, but we were just waiting for the, 
for the paramedics to get there, the police. And most of the people were, there was like maybe four or five people who had stopped, and they were all trying to do something, find something to do. And um, most of us were, all of us were just around this one car with this family in it. And I just asked, like, where did that girl go? You know, because she had been out of her car, and the, the girl from the other, uh, young woman from the other um, vehicle. And this nurse who was, like, taking charge of the situation was clearly very competent. We were all kind of deferring to her. She's like, um, I don't know, actually. Where did she go? And I was like, well, I'll go check her car. And so I went over to her car, and she's literally in the middle of the highway, and everybody has to go around to this one lane. And so everybody's slowing down, and she's just in there, like, like a deer in headlights, just wide-eyed, and I'm like, hey, are you okay? And she's like, no. <laughs> um, and she's like texting and trying to call her family and stuff, and uh, yeah, she was just a mess, and she was okay. She had like a little bit of a, maybe a sprained finger or something like that, but she was just in this total hysteria. And she felt bad that people were having to like drive around her and it, she was slowing down traffic. She's like, I wish I could move my car, but it won't start. And, uh, and I just felt like this just kind of came out of me. I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> For them, it's a minor inconvenience. For you, this is like a major life event. Just calm down. It's fine. It's fine. Like, um, and I just started asking her questions, like biographical questions that I thought would be easy to answer. Like, how old are you? Where are you from? Where were you coming from? Where are you going? And she, she was just like answering them and was kind of like helping her to communicate. And she goes, are you like a nurse or something? And I go, actually, I'm a priest. And she goes, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and she just started pouring out her heart about how her stepdad died last year. And she was up at a thing uh, in Wisconsin that, that they had done last year. And she went by herself this year just because her mom also died a few months ago. And she just bought a Happy Meal for the first time in 18 years. And she was just trying to have a nice night. And now this. And um, yeah, it was just crazy what she was saying. And I was like, do you want to say a prayer? And she's like, yes, please. And I said, are you Catholic? She said, yes. We made the sign of the cross. And we, we just prayed. She's like, thank you so much. I feel so much peace right now. And uh, I was like, do you want me to stay? And she goes, yes, please stay. <laughs> And I just stayed there for, with her until the firefighters came and started talking about the accident and how she was feeling. She didn't want to go to the hospital or anything like that. And then it was pretty clear, like, her dad was coming, the firemen were there, the police were there, and she just kind of calmed down. She's like, hey, I don't want to hold you up, but thank you so much for staying. I've gone through so many thresholds in the last few years by myself. It's kind of nice to have somebody with me, so thank you. And that just really resonated with me. Um, these unprocessed things. She's, she's like, I think that all of this emotion, this isn't about the car accident. This is like stuff I haven't let out yet, that this is just now how it's coming out. And isn't that how we are sometimes? <laughs> like, life is crazy, and things happen in it. Sometimes it's really ordinary, sometimes it's really boring. But, um, yeah, we have this whole world inside of us. And this house, this home, our soul, our hearts, our memory, our imagination, our passions and desires. And we're just like, a lot of times, either ignoring it or just trying to work it out on our own. Or, but Jesus is there, and we're up in this tree, and we're like curious about him. And he says, I got to come stay at your house. And can we be like Zacchaeus and actually like joyfully run down 
and say like, my house is a mess. <laughs> everybody hates me. I'm this little short guy who steals everybody's money. Everybody knows I'm a bad dude. And Jesus wants to come to my house. And he just lets him in. And then immediately, it's just Jesus is just putting it in order. And it's easy and it's natural. He knows that it's fine. Like, I'm not alone. I don't have to cross any of these thresholds by myself. And Jesus says, today salvation has come to this house. The Son of Man did not come to seek the found. He came to seek out what was lost. So, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should enter under my roof. The God that created all the universe, to whom everything is just a grain of sand, he cares. He loves what he's made. He loves you. He's here in this place. He's knocking on your door. Can we let him in?